my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, guess what? I got an extra treat for you. I am kicking off a new series for the month of April. Yes. I just, I've been kind of thinking about, like, gosh, I want to you know, certain episodes and, you know, what kind of series to do. And I thought, okay, this would be a cray-cray fun one. <laughs> I was just thinking of some episodes that have weird dream sequences that kind of take up a good chunk of the episode. And one in particular <laughs> is season four, or excuse me, season three, episode 19, entitled, Those Better Not Be the Days. And this is one of those episodes that I've seen on YouTube videos where they say, like, this episode kind of predicted Fuller House. Which, eh, kind of, sort of, I guess. Very loosely. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be covering... I'm trying to think of the best title for this series. I thought, like, Weird Dream Sequences or... Something. I bet by the time I get through, because there's going to be three episodes... By the time we get through with them, I'm sure I'm sure eventually I will come up with a cool title for this series of three episodes. So, yes, I'll be covering season three, episode 19, entitled Those Better Not Be the Days. In this episode, it's not Friday, but things sure get freaky when the men and girls switch roles for the day. Or switch roles for a day. I mean, there's more to it than just that. <clears throat> so, yes, I'll be covering that episode. And then we're going to jump to Season 7, Episode 15, with The Test, in which DJ stresses out over taking the SATs despite her family's reassurances that it's just a test. There is the weirdest dream sequence. This one, there's even a really cringe-worthy moment in that dream sequence that even when I originally watched it, I was like kind of like creeped out, grossed out. If you guys have seen the episode and you know the dream sequence pretty well, you might guess at what that moment was. And of course, the last episode I'll be, be covering in the Weird Dream Sequence series is from Season 8, Episode 15, My Left and Right Foot. <laughs> season 8 was just weird. There were some weird episodes. Michelle frets about the size of her feet after DJ and Kimmy, well, don't forget, Stephanie was in there uh, doing that too. They tease her at the shoe store. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, there were there were some episodes that I could kind of give or take. Air Jesse was one of them. DJ's Choice was one that is like, eh. Claire and Present Danger is another one. On the Road Again. Um, yeah. There's also Up on the Roof. That one really, Leap of Faith. Uh, yeah. 
So, yeah, just so many. I kind of created a list of episodes in certain series. Another one I thought I'd like to do is called Good Good Girls and Bad Boys. Like um, the episode where DJ goes out with Pete in the, at the drive-in movie. There's All Stood Up, guest starring Andrew Keegan when he stands up Stephanie. There's Making Out is Hard to Do when she... Uh, Bring Stephanie over to her house to participate in a makeout party. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, I was thinking of those, like, the big dream sequences that were just weird. I mean, I know the episode about, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what episode it is. Where Jesse imagines himself... Married to Kimmy, who's dressed in like a leopard print dress, and she's got this big old Peg Bundy from Married with Children wig on. <laughs> and the thing is, I didn't know. I watched Married with Children, and I had no idea that that was a, obviously a wig. I I didn't know. But then again, I'm that same kid that thought Harry from Harry and the Andersons was a real big foot. <laughs> <laughs> like he's so lifelike he's gotta be real right like no it's a man in a sasquatch outfit <laughs> yeah the, let's go back to those better not be the days season 3 episode 19 this episode aired february 23rd 1990 7.3 out of 10 based on Janie Modine, Mo, is it Modine? M-O-D-E-A-N playing adult Michelle. I swear that she, did she and Dave Coulier? Um, okay, yes, she is the mother of Dave Coulier's son, Luke David Coulier, born November 14th, 1990. Okay, gotcha. Yes, because they're no longer to, together. Okay. Wow. Okay, so we have, I want to see what some of these actresses who play the older girls, what, <clears throat> what exactly else they have done. And there is not really much that they've done. Um, the girl who plays adult Michelle was in Cheers, something called Werewolf, House 2, Second Story. Uh, so not really much of nothing. All right, let's see. Adult Steph. I thought that was Adult Steph, not Adult Stephanie. Julia Montgomery. I don't know. What was she in? Last thing. Oh, she. Last thing she did was in 2020. Uh, let's see. She was also in a Cheers episode. Stop or my mom will shoot. She was a secretary. Oh, that's cool. I actually did see that movie in the theater. Stop or My Mom Will Shoot had Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty, you know, um, Sophia Petrillo from Golden Girls. What else is she, uh, she doing? In the Heat of the Night, Who's the Boss? She guest starred on that. A lot of... Okay. 27 episodes of Samantha Vernon, number one. <laughs> um, one Life to Live, the soap opera. All right. Cool, cool. Rhonda Shear playing adult Kimmy. 
Oh, whoa, boy, does she have a career in adults. Um, the adult film industry. Well, you know what? What in the world? Frogtown 2? What is this? Oh, it's a sequel to Hell Comes to Frogtown. What? The? What? Oh, my. Ugh. Weird. Weirdness, weirdness, weirdness. Rollerblade 7? Married with Children, okay. Let's see. It's Dallas, she was in three of... Oh, another Cheers! We got three of the adult... Sibling, well, no, Kimmy's not a sibling. Three of the adult kids so far have all played a role, well, guested on... Cheers. Also, uh, let's see. Three's Company, A-Team, blah, 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 blah. Chips. Happy Days. Good for them. Good for them. That is great. Okay, let's see. <clears throat> Melanie Vince plays adult DJ, and she doesn't even have a picture here. She was in... Let's see. Oh, she was in an episode of Small Wonder. Not till 88. Uh, let's see. Days of Our Lies. Moonlighting. Da 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 da. Night Court. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this. Uh, who's the boss? Okay. Gotcha. Let's see. Mork and Mindy. Good for them. You know, that's, that's awesome. Oh, Adult Michelle doesn't have a picture either. So, alright. This episode was directed by Bill Foster, written by Jeff Franklin, Dennis Rinsler, and Mark Warren. Let's see, do we have any trivia? The one-minute version of the theme song is used. Adult Michelle Janie Modine was married to Dave Coulier, Joey, in real life at this at the time this episode was filmed. Oh, okay. In the dream sequence, the girls are all grown up and still living in the house. In the spin-off, Fuller House DJ and Stephanie are all grown up and moved back into the house. Coincidentally, Michelle, the only girl who didn't take advantage of the guys in the present, does not end up still living in the house on Fuller House. <laughs> oh, here's a goof. In the dream sequence, when Jesse's toupee is ripped off the edges of a bald capper, but y you can... F you can, re yes, I remember that. You can see that bald cap. You can definitely see it. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> Let's see. Um. All right, we got a couple user reviews. Five out of ten. Well, knowing how lenient the adults in the Tanner house are, and then it says dot, dot, dot. <laughs> by Daniel Barreri. This was published July 19th, 2018. As much as I love Full House, one flaw that always bothers me is how much the adults in the house let the kids get away with everything. DJ is a sanctimonious know-it-all. Michelle is a spoiled brat. Well, I can't disagree with that. And Stephanie can sometimes get split with the two. No discipline to raise these girls properly. I think writers had a feeling of this, so they made an episode about it. But it is too close with the characters and normal traits. 
The first and last bits of the episode are good because it is very common in households. The guys and Becky do so much for the girls that they often just expect things and never say thanks. To teach the girls their wrongdoings, Danny decides to make a game where the adults are the kids and the kids are the adults. And the adults will be <laughs> the ungrateful ones. Bad idea. The girls don't see it. Then the episode switches into its bulk. The guys imagine life years down the road. They are elderly and still in the house. The girls still live in the house and order them around all day with the guys obeying their every order. It was meant to be funny, but I found it sad. It wouldn't be surprising if the guys really did end up like that. Thankfully, the scene finishes and they explain the girls' wrongdoings. Thank God they did. Alright, 10 out of 10. The One with the Role Reversals by Taylor Kingston. June 9th, 2015. Warning, spoilers. I love this episode. It's so funny and so interesting. I know, or I love the use of a future dream and the kids switching roles with the adults. It's one of my all-time favorite episodes from season 3. In this episode, Stephanie, DJ, and Michelle are irritated at how annoying the adults get when they want things. I don't think to include Michelle in that equation because she is only like three years old at the time. So, <laughs> Danny has a vision of the future where he, Jesse, and Joey are still cooking, cleaning for the girls and running them around. So they decide to change roles for the day. The kids will be the adults. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing thinking of this episode because I've seen it so many times, just images are just coming to my mind. The kids will be the adults and the adults will be the kids. The girls think this is great at first. Or at first they're very happy with the arrangement. But when lunchtime comes and the guys constantly make them remake lunch, they start to understand why they can't why they're being punished this way and that they can't be so demanding all the time. Best part of the episode, when the girls make the guys lunch. Yes, that is hilarious. Worst part of the episode, how ungrateful the girls are overall. I give this episode a 10 out of 10, which in my ratings book is freaking redonkulous. Oh my goodness gracious sake. <laughs> I'm so excited to dive into this. But of course... I want to let you Tanner newbies who have just jumped into the podcast for the first time, I want to welcome you aboard the Tanner train, and I want to let you know how you can find the podcast on social media. It does have its own Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up in the search bar. Also, it does have a Facebook page, OMHC Full House Fuller House Podcast, and on Twitter at OMHC full house if you would like to be included on the podcast if you have an opinion just remember this is a family oriented safe podcast for parents that can listen with their children or parents can listen with their kids around basically i wanted to be that option aside from other full house podcasts or fuller house podcasts that aren't a clean option for you to go to to find your Satisfy your love of Full House, right? Right. Okay. So, yes, if you have t I, I just, I would love someone if they had time to make, like, a top five episode list of either Full House or Fuller House, top favorite moments of either show, just, just any of that stuff, or just your opinions on the episodes I've done or plan to do. I just, 
I would love to hear it. You can message me on Facebook, on the podcast page, or you can send me an email at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, another thing, if you want to find a way to support the podcast, I'll let you know right now I don't do Patreon. I want to give you this content 100% free. So, the only thing I ask in return is a moment of your time if you can jump on iTunes and leave a review. All five-star reviews get the podcast more noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. Alright, let's dive into those better not be the dates. Get ready to laugh, because I am ready to laugh. (laughs) It's just, it's crazy bonkers wacky. Oh my goodness, I totally forgot. I always read the DVD description along with the IMDb description. So, here's the DVD box description. It may not be Friday, but it's definitely... What in the what? This is exactly like the IMDb. What? Okay, they weren't even trying on this one, guys. That stinks. That's alright. The episode is going to gladly make up for that really poop-tastic, like, little summary. <laughs> you guys could come up with an even funnier, cooler summary for this episode, I would love to hear it. Or, or even a funnier title for this episode. I would love to hear it. Alright, of course, let's jump into that cold open. Alright, of course, this cold open takes place in Michelle's room. It's a Jesse and Michelle cold open, which a lot of them tend to be. So, Jesse is actually going to teach Michelle because he has to put on her shoes and he's like, okay, give me your right foot. Or, no, give me your left foot. And then she holds out her, her, her right foot. And he's having to explain from his vantage point what left or right is versus her vantage point. And it's like, she's three, she does not know. Which, yeah. The biggest problem, I didn't have so much a problem tying my shoes as a kid. It was getting the shoe on the right foot. I constantly had to be looking at the bottom to see how the bottom of the shoe is shaped to see the, um, the inline to see where it kind of curves. Like, okay, this one definitely goes on the left. This one definitely goes on the right. Um, I just remember sitting on the floor of my aunt's house when I'm like seven and looking at the bottom of my shoes making sure I, uh, I don't know why I struggled with that. So yeah, he's like, all right, this seems like a great time to teach you left from right. And she's like, well, I'm not busy. I love how she's sitting in that little rocking chair. He's going with his hands instead of his feet. This almost makes me think of like an Abbott and Costello kind of thing, like who's on Who's on third or who's on first or however that joke goes. I'm just going to play it because it gets confusing. All right, babe, it's time to put on your munchkin shoes. All right, give me your left foot. No, no, that's your right foot. Well, actually, maybe this is a good time to teach you left from right, okay? I'm not busy. Watch and learn. This is my left hand. Left? Wrong. That's right. What's right? Uh, Well, when I'm facing you, my left is your right. I'm right? No, you're wrong. That's right. That's right? No, this is left. Well, actually, you see, my left is your right, and, and, and your left is my right. Yeah, this is confusing for her. Yeah, I think I understand why she left. She left. You're right. 
All right, so we come out of the intro, and we are in the living room. We are on the indoor stoop. Michelle's sitting with that potato chip bag is literally as big as she is. And this makes me think of that episode, Gotta Dance, where Becky is having that baby shower that she tricks Jesse into going thing it's just a blow up for party for them before they come become parents and there's so many giant just like that giant bag of chips that are literally as big as tall as Michelle but then again if you guys know about potato chip bags you know that there's like 35% chips and like 65% air <laughs> that's pretty much yeah and Michelle, like some of us, is having difficulty opening the bag. Yes, yeah, so you remember so- sometimes when you open the bag of chips and it just won't go, and then you open it and it ends up ripping the bag down the side of it, and it's just like, well, that was a waste. But I love Michelle's reaction. Such a, such a little kid move. She's like, come on, potato chips, I want to eat you. <laughs> but DJ and Stephanie come down the stairs with their bags because they're getting ready to be heading out for their adventure to the amusement park. And Stephanie's like, Michelle, are you eating our goodies? So, yeah, that was basically going to be their snack on the way to the amusement park. I don't know how long it takes for them to get there, but I know I'm not going to be wanting to ride rides after I just ate a, like, I mean, they're sharing it between, like, themselves and Kimmy, and I'm not a health food nut, but I know if I have a bunch of greasy potato chips, I'm not going to want to be going on any, like, twirling upside down amusement park rides. Because that stuff's coming out one way or another. <laughs> so, Horn Honks outside. It's Kimmy's mom. Because she's going to be taking all the kids to the amusement park. And immediately the demands from the girls... Dad, hurry up! I need my sweater! DJ shouting to Danny. And Danny did go a little overboard. I mean, it's on it, but this is Danny. This is overclean version Danny that they pretty much set up in season two. <coughs> so he's got it on a hanger. He's seen how it's it's ready, it's been pressed. He says it's been hand washed, pre-soaked, and flat dried. And she rips it off the hanger and just shoves it in her bag. He even has a garment bag for Danny. <laughs> She's just going to go to the amusement park. She's not going on a two-day trip somewhere. And not to, it's a sweater. She, DJ's just cramming it in her bag. When I think garment bags, I think of important, like, Things you don't want to get wrinkled, like especially if you're either going to a funeral, a wedding, something important where you don't want the thing you're going to be wearing to be wrinkled and just look horrible. Here goes Stephanie. Joey, where's my camera? And he comes in with her camera. He's got a bunch of film, batteries, even a little strap so that way she can just hold the camera on her wrist. Where is she going to put that when she goes? Well, she does have her backpack. But then again, they're going on rides. Those backpacks are either going to be in the van or they're going to be in a locker. When we went to one of the, I think it was like 
Busch Gardens in Florida back in 09. Yeah, you shoved your stuff in a locker. And then you came and got... You're not bringing all that stuff on you with you on a ride. Not to mention, what it, oh, well, yeah, I can see he's definitely wanting to take pictures of all of them while they're, you know, eating cotton candy and popping back caramel corn or, you know, commemorating this wonderful day at the amusement park. And both guys, both Danny and Joey are going way, I mean, thank you, thank you, but they are going a bit overboard with, he's like, hey. I got you some extra batteries, some extra film, lens tissue. Mind you, this is just a 35 millimeter camera. It's not something like a, um, what a, what's it? A Nikon? How do you say that? A Nikon camera or something like that? Those, you know, the kind with like the big lenses that professional photographers or even wedding photographers, it's nothing like that. It's just a simple 35 mil camera. I never had a long camera like that. Mine were usually kind of small. Actually, I remember now, I got one, I think, for my seventh when I was 13. And he says, and I attached the handy travel strap. Yeah, because everyone wants the, their wrist to be weighted down by a two-pound camera. No, thank you. I mean, Again, where is she going to store that when she's going on rides? She ain't going to have that on her wrist. The whole that thing's going to like, <laughs> They go through a loop. Well, where my camera go? Well, oh, no. My pictures. Yeah, and I get it. Stephanie's just like, you know, on second thought, I don't want to lug all that stuff around. I'll just buy postcards. Postcards. Oh, to come Yeah, of course. <laughs> when I... Usually, I thought when she meant postcards, like she's going to send to her family. It's like, you're just going there for the afternoon or for the day. <laughs> I thought she meant postcards to send to her, back to her family. It's like, you're just going for an afternoon. <laughs> but no, I like to get postcards too. I think those are that. And my favorite thing to collect are magnets. And Joey's like, well, in that case, how about just a picture of a guy who just wasted 20 minutes? Seriously, it took him only 20 minutes to zip to the store, get batteries, uh, lens tissue, and more film. Because, you know, this is back in the day when that was how you took pictures, was by having your film developed. Like at the one hour photo or whatever. Now, I mean, where I were, they have, they still have 35 millimeter film for, you know, those people that still want to develop that film. And, but it's not much. And that stuff most likely expires before it gets bought. <laughs> Even at my wedding, there are like these disposable 35 millimeter, you know, disposable cameras. It's like, and I remember taking all those and developing them when I worked at Rite Aid back in um, 08. And I'm just like, most of those pictures I didn't even pay for. I just threw in the trash. Like, because it was just the guests taking pictures, and so many of them, like, a lot of these aren't usable or keepable. So in the trash they went. Jesse comes down. He's like, hey, I mapped out the whole park for you. The best foods, the best rides, and the best order. You minimize the weight and maximize the fun. You go anywhere to any amusement park, you are probably waiting, what, 30 minutes to an hour or more? 
to ride a ride. That's why Jeremy and I decided, like, we're we're done with amusement parks. When we went um, to Georgia, I think 2011, we went to Six Flags, and it was literally over an hour to two. Like, the wait, the ride itself was shorter than the ride, than the wait in line, basically. And it's like, and it's summertime. It's like July. It's like 90 plus degrees plus humidity. And you're sitting in line sweating your butt off. We actually had gotten one of those refill things and we were all passing it around. And by the end of the day, we all had our own because we were just going through it so much. I mean, it was like 20 bucks or $15 for one of those refillable cups. But it's like, it's worth it because you're constantly getting, you know, either what they say you're not really supposed to be drinking pop when it's that hot out. You're supposed to be drinking like either water and, I mean, who's drinking lemonade when it's that hot out? I mean, I think lemonade, I think, of course, the trick to that is it's makes your throat really dry. It dries out your throat. So it's like, I gotta keep, I don't know. I mean, I like lemonade, all right. Speaking of lemonade, has anyone tried the new Twinkie lemonade stand flavor? It's not bad. I got them at Walmart. They're pretty good. So this is yet another example of Jesse also going above and beyond to help the girls out and them just being really inconsiderate. This DJ's like, oh, that's okay, Uncle Jesse. We don't need it. And he asks, uh, why? She says, well, all we're going to be doing is writing Screaming Thunder over and over all day long. Okay, that's cool, man. If that's what you'd like to do, I mean... I guess none of the, the the other rides at the park just pale in comparison to this one ride. I mean, the, the amusement park got your money, so they don't care if you go on one ride all day long. I mean, that's fine. I mean, they got your money. They don't care. I mean, you could be spending your entire day not riding rides and just going into the concession stands and trying out the games. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to just go through all the rides. I mean, but yeah. So DJ also has a jacket along with a sweater that's in her backpack, which is unzipped. Doesn't that kind of feed the purpose of a backpack? Protecting your stuff if it's open? I love how Stephanie describes the ride. Yeah, first you go up about 10 miles. Then you turn upside down and fall about a million miles an hour. I love how she uses, because I use hand gestures too when I talk. It's like, you're really animated when you're telling someone something. DJ's like, and the whole time you're going, ah! <laughs> he made that? That looks like a map you would pick up at the, on your way into the amusement park, or... Like the maps they have when you go visit the zoo or something. It's very colorful. I don't think that he put a lot of... Unless, I mean, he is Jane, part of J&J Creative Services. I noticed they had a lot of, like, you know, pencils. and Maybe Joe, Jesse's an artist and we just don't know it. He could have a hidden talent like that. I mean, don't you have to draw up, like, uh... Like ads and draw out ads and do storyboarding and stuff like that. I mean, I think one of them's got to be an artist to some effect. That man statue by the corner of the stairs on the floor there. I mentioned it in um, the New Kids in the House, Fuller House episode yesterday. 
and it definitely looks more grungy, really worn down, really old and rugged looking. Like it's been through many, many decades. But in Fuller House, it seems like it's more been kind of repurposed a little bit. Like it's more, I don't know whether it got a new paint job or what. So Kimmy's mom has been hanging out there the last like 20 minutes while all this has been going on. And they're like, oh, bye. See you guys later. And they turn to open the door to go. And Danny's like, oh, wait. Wait a minute, girls. Aren't you forgetting something? So clearly, yeah, none of the girls have said thank you for any of this stuff, which, of course, that's what the episode's about. So, of course, he's expecting a thank you, at least, to him or to all three of the guys. And they look at each other and look at Danny and like, oh, yeah, that's right, money. And they both hold their hands out. Oh, I think Danny wants a hug because when he says, aren't you forgetting something, he puts his arms out like, are you going to hug me goodbye? I don't understand why DJ has a coat along with her sweatshirt or her sweater. That's going to be too hot. I mean, I don't know what time of year they're going. Is this spring break? I don't know. <laughs> Danny's response. What's a hug compared to the joy of emptying one's wallet? So Jesse goes over to Michelle, who's still sitting on the stoop there. He's like, all right, Michelle, here's a little tip. He's like, eat your corn dog, your taco, your ice cream after you go on the throw-up ride. She is not going on any throw-up rides. No. She's going to go ride the the carousel. Oh my god, the carousel. <laughs> I'm thinking of the, the house meets the mouse when Michelle's out like, we gotta go on the carousel again. I mean, that is more something for Michelle at three. Not Michelle at like six or seven years old. I could see Michelle. Well, I think most of the rides at Disney, aren't they mostly catered to, like, um, maybe 10 or 12 and under? I mean, that way the majority of the age group does get to ride the rides. And, of course, we get that famous catchphrase from Michelle. You got it, dude. Always with pointing the thumb up. Okay, so they do give kisses. Bye, see you later. Becky comes in. She's like, okay, honey, we're all set for our picnic. Because she and Jesse were going to have a little picnic. And he's all like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, everyone's got their own thing. The girls are going to the amusement park. The guys, Danny and Joey, they're going to catch a basketball game on television. Well, how Danny goes over to Jesse and Becky's like, you kids have a good time. And I love Jesse saying, thank you, Dad. <laughs> Hey, Tittle Chips, come out. I want to eat too. <laughs> Michelle, I'm reading our goodies. I'm trying. Those are for the ride to the amusement park. Oh, uh, nuts. <laughs> That's Kimmy's mom. Dad, hurry up. I need my sweater. Okay. It's ready and it is perfect. It has been hand washed, pre soaked, and flat dried according to manufacturer specifications. Great. I guess you won't be needing this garment bag, huh? That is a bit much. Joey, where's the camera? Right here. I went to the store. I got you some extra batteries, some extra film, lens tissue, and lens I attached tissue? the That's handy treble much. strap. On second thought, 
I don't want to lug all that stuff around. I'll just buy some postcards. But you've got a book there. Just show that up. Well, in that case, how about just a picture of a guy who just wasted 20 minutes? Best foods, the best ride, and the best order to minimize the weight and maximize the fun. That's okay, Uncle Jesse. We don't need it. Why? Well, all we're going to be doing is riding Screaming Thunder over and over all day long. Yeah. First you go up about 10 yeah, miles. most of the day. Then you <laughs> spent waiting in line. Then fall about a million miles an hour. And the whole time you're going, ah! That's okay. I had fun making this anyway. Bye. I'll see you guys later. Bye, Mom. Oh, wait a minute. Girls, uh, aren't you forgetting something? Money. <laughs> What's a hug compared to the joy of emptying one's wallet? All right, Michelle, here's a little tip for you. Now, eat your corn dog, your taco, and your ice cream after you go on the throw up ride. She's not going you on any. You got to. Here's three. Hey, Dad. All, all right, right. I'll see you guys later. Have a lot of fun. Bye. 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 Thanks. Okay, honey. We're all set for our picnic. Yeah. You kids have a great time. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> All right, let's watch some basketball. Yes! Oh, my God. As soon as Jesse opens the door for him and Becky to leave, we hear Stephanie say, It's raining! It is pitch black outside. (laughs) You see rain drizzling down. We got Stephanie holding Michelle's sweater over her head. We got DJ holding her red. Okay, so that's why she took it. DJ holding her red jacket over Stephanie and as DJ comes comes in she's like it's times like these I wish I had a big sister so oh my god <laughs> they hadn't even been out there five minutes what was Kimmy's mom honking about like girls I'm sorry it's raining where is this amusement park I mean I know that the internet didn't exist as far as finding going on and cell phones were really oh, just about non-existent. There is no, you want to find out how your weather's going to do that day? Turn on the news. Look in the paper. It gives you a seven-day forecast. Oh, you know, some of the time, you know, they might be wrong. You know, that happens. But um, plan it better. <laughs> so now everything the guys want to do you know Danny and Joey want to watch that basketball game Jesse and Becky want to have a romantic romantic picnic they're gonna go in the park and apparently it just became pitch black outside within the last like 20 minutes (laughs) everyone's plans are shot and since the girls of course now have to stay home and they can't you know entertain themselves and play Barbies or whatever they got to have the guys doing stuff for them. Like, oh, since our day's ruined, we're going to ruin your day, too. I mean, here comes Kimmy in her jean jacket. And she had their newspaper covering her head. And you just see it's sopping. It's a sopping wet mess. That newspaper, no one's reading that. It's ruined. Yeah, Kimmy's like, hi, Tanners. Oh, here's your paper. And she hands it to Jesse. And you see it's just soaking wet. Oh, it's not falling apart in Jesse ha- Jesse's hands. I don't know. And remember when newspapers used to be that thick? Usually, it seemed like the only time they were ever really that thick 
was on, you know, the Sunday edition because you had all the ads and the coupons and stuff. I would love on Sundays after church, after breakfast, get the newspaper, you know, I'd be up at the farm at the grandparents' house. I'm like, okay, I start going through the paper. Oh, comics. Always reading Peanuts, Garfield, Marmaduke, Dennis the Menace. I never went for those Dagwood, those adultish type comic strips. Like, I was never big on those. You know, and I'd always get, you know, the Best Buy ad. Like, hey, let's see what movies are for sale. Oh, let me look at the Target. You know, by that time, I was a teenager. So, Kimmy, of course, has got some news. Guess what? I mouthed off... That, that, that. I mouthed off to my mom and she grounded me. Jesse asks, why aren't you home? And Kimmy says, because she grounded me here. Oh my god, I feel I feel really bad for Kimmy. Kimmy has had a rotten childhood. I mean, thankfully she was saved by the, you know, coming over to the Tanners and stuff, but she is just sorely neglected. Her parents don't want her around. They're always paying the Tanners to take Kimmy on their family trips, like to Disney World. We cut to the couch and we see Danny and Joey are just like, no! And Kimmy goes down the steps into the living room. She's, she says, yes. She said if I stay home with her, she'll just be punishing herself. Again! That breaks my heart. Poor Kimmy. You know, growing up, I wasn't a fan of Kimmy. Is that fringe on her jean jacket? Kimmy is wearing a teal shirt underneath this light blue denim jacket, and she actually has a scrunchie in her hair that is also teal that matches her shirt. Alright, so we cut to the doorway as Becky suggests, Hey Jess, why don't we just move this picnic to my place? And I love how they're holding hands. He's like, what do I say? What do I have to say? Have mercy. So they kiss and they get ready to go. But of course, Stephanie's like, hey, I got a better idea. Let's have the picnic up in my bedroom. Yes, Stephanie just invites herself because she can't entertain herself. <laughs> yeah, she makes herself a, a third wheel during this picnic. She grabs onto Becky's arm and starts pulling her while Jesse is, like, out the door. And so, you know, <laughs> Becky's other hand. It's like they're in a tug of war. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> she just, oh, Stephanie just invites herself. Irritates me. Um, and then, oh, here we go with DJ. It's like, come on, Dad. She yanks him up from the couch and says, come on, Dad. You're going to take me and Kimmy to the movies. And again, this is back in the day when you want to see a movie. What are you going to do? You're probably going to look through the newspaper, see what's playing, what time. And did they have that movie phone back at this time where you could call up? The, oh, my God. I remember sometimes when I would do that and they literally, they didn't have the option where you're like, oh, if you want to see, um, re remember the Titans, press one. If you want to see the Blair Witch Project press 19 because the big theaters had like umpteen showings of multiple like big hits like they had at least two to three for the big big ones it was at least two to three screens but there were some that you actually before they gave you the option to depending on what title you wanted to see and find out what showtimes you had to listen to all of the titles and all of the showtimes it's just like uh, I can't
course, Joey gets pulled into it, too, by Michelle, who's like, let's play hide and seek. He's like, oh, okay. I had nothing else to do. It's more like a basketball game. Ugh. I remember one time, real quick, when I was living at my aunt's house. I was, you know, the second time. I was 14. The theater had just shortly opened up in Lowell. It had five screens. I remember it was, like, such a big deal. Five screens is going to, the summer, you know, seventh grade before, the summer before eighth grade, just my teacher, like, it's going to have five screens. Like, it's the big, anyway. And I remember going to my aunt's house and I had brought up how the movie First Kid, you know, it was 1996, that had come out. And just saying like, oh, it's in, you know, the new theater and everything like that. And we ended up later on going to see that movie. We walked in like 10, 15 minutes late. But, um, yeah, I just, I thought it was, it was funny, just persuasion by mentioning, like, yeah, First Kid is playing, it's, let's go see it. If I didn't say, let's go see it, I just brought it up, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, all three guys are getting dragged into uh, all the girls, and again, like I said, they're not asking, they're basically saying, you're going to play hide and seek with me, you're going to see, you know, take me to the movies, you're going to invite me on your picnic in my bedroom, you don't have a choice, you cannot say no. Like, I'm not asking, I'm telling you, you're going to do this, and you're not getting a thank you afterwards either. It's raining! It's times like these, I wish I had a big sister. <laughs> Hi, Tanners. Here's your paper. <laughs> Guess what? I mouth-fucked my mom and she grounded me. Why aren't you home? Because she grounded me here. Of course she did. No. <laughs> yes. She said if I stay home with her, then she'll just be punishing herself. Just what do you say we move this picnic to my place? What do I say? What do I have to say? Have mercy. <laughs> We we're in the kitchen, but we're looking at the back door and the window that you know, Stephanie drove through at some point during season three. And all we hear is DJ complaining about how we missed the show. Thanks a lot, Dad. We hear DJ saying, Dad, I think we're late. Now we totally missed the show. Again, it's still raining out as DJ and Kimmy come in and... Kimmy's like, nice going, Mr. T. And you just see Danny on the back porch there kind of shaking off the water from his umbrella before he brings it into the house. And Danny's like, don't call me Mr. T. Well, it sounds better than Teabag, which she calls him in like season seven or eight. Well, I think, that, hasn't he, didn't he even call him like T-Bone like, much later on, like season six, seven or eight? So yeah, Danny comes into the kitchen, closes the door, and he's like, Kimmy, it is not my fault the movie was sold out. And DJ turns to it and says, well, Dad, you have to admit, you did drive a little on the slow side. I think DJ's little vest with the sewn-on flowers is going to get a worst outfit of the episode award, but we're not there yet. There could be other contenders. Even Kimmy insults Danny for saying, my grandmother goes faster than you. Okay, what time did they actually leave? And the fact that 
they're going to a matinee, right? So it's in the afternoon. And this is clearly a Saturday because they're going to be, unless it's spring break and it's during the week, it's like, when has a matinee ever sold out? See, this, those are the times that I would go to the movies would be around like 11 o'clock before a big crowd hits at like one, two, three in the afternoon. It seems like the most times that the theaters are, were really busy was going to be on the weekends around like seven, eight o'clock at night. But you leave enough time. Remember, this is the time where you couldn't pre-order. Well, now that I think about it, I would usually, that's what I did. I would go in like a day or so early, get my ticket ahead of time. So I don't got to wait in line for that. I can just go to the concession stand. But yeah, this is before, again, before the time of just pre-ordering your ticket online and then, you know, going there to the theater and getting it. But it's like, no, you got, what the, were they leaving a half hour before the show starts? I don't know. Oh my goodness. I'm going to leave enough time. Like, I'd say if you're not too far from the theater, leave like 45 minutes early. Gives you enough time, just depending on the traffic situation. Not too much, you got to count time. If you got to get your ticket, then you got to go through the concession stand. You know the concession stand is a madhouse compared to the ticket line. Because you got people that aren't sure what they want. Or like, hey, let me see what a medium size is versus a large and a small. And like, oh, and especially if they got kids, like, oh, kids, what do you want? Oh, the kids over there looking at a movie poster. We're ordering now. What do you want? Do you want milk duds? Do you want, what, a, a frozen drink? What do you want? We're holding up the line. Yeah, exactly. So you leave enough time. Not to mention, I mean, if you're like me, you want to see the coming attractions, right? You want to see what... That's like half the fun of the, mo the movie itself is... The coming attractions. You want to see what's coming out. What movies are coming out for the summer. Um, I think they pushed Boss Baby 2 back until like September or something. Because it was supposed to. I, last time I saw a preview for it. For. Um, I think it was. Riot and the Last Dragon. There's I think a preview for Boss Baby 2. And I swear it said summer. So I thought it was going to be like this month. or And then I look at IMDb. And it looks like it's getting pushed back to like September of this year. Or maybe even sometimes summer next year. And I understand it because of everything going on with the situation with um, COVID and all that stuff. Uh, it still says 2021. Oh, okay, expected September 17th, 2021. Yeah, a lot of stuff is getting pushed, pushed back, pushed. A lot of stuff is getting pushed to, like, 2022. A lot of the big summer blockbusters that were supposed to come out this year, year and even last year are all getting pushed forward because it's either that or they throw it onto a streaming platform like HBO Max and stuff. And that's the other thing. I was telling Jeremy... Because some of the stuff I wanted to do for the podcast as far as movie reviews this year was just, I'm looking up Netflix. I'm like, a lot of stuff on Netflix this week, is it was there one minute and now it's not. I'm thinking, is it because of all these other, like, Paramounts doing a streaming service and you got HBO Max and you got all these other 
sites. And I'm like, nobody is going to pay for seven different streaming sites. That's nuts. I mean, we pay for Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime is like a yearly thing. So we get that. But it's just uh, YouTube TV. There's another. But we're not doing any. Peacock, we're not even paying for. I guess we're doing. We got that free. Well, mainly for me. <laughs> um, so I can watch and review punk, the new Punky Brewster while I watch it. Anyway. Yeah. It's just. It's ridiculous. But apparently DJ's got a backup plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Kimmy says, my grandma drives faster with you and, than you, and then she adds, without a car. Oh, no. Okay, she says, my grandmother goes faster than you. And then Kimmy adds, without a car. So is she in a hover round? What's going on with that? One of those mobile chairs? The ones you see the commercial where the the grandfather and the grandson are like sitting and staring at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> How that hover round chair made it up. <laughs> to the, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, but I can imagine that rocky terrain. It's not going to be smooth sailing for a hover round. It's going to be s smooth pavement the whole way, I'm sure. The look that Kimmy gives after she says without a car she's giving him that look like prove me wrong and it just made me it gave me a steve urkel moment where steve when he would tell you know, jokes like that or something and he'd always have that looking at the other person like prove me wrong here comes stephanie carrying the picnic basket she is so excited she's like what a great picnic and Jesse's like, oh yeah, for you, you ate all the caviar, which apparently didn't know what caviar was really until she explained it. As she says, who knew stinky little fish eggs could be so delicious? And I'm just kind of thinking of um, the wedding episode when DJ's like, here, Michelle, try some pate. And she spreads it on a cracker and Michelle's like, excuse me, I gotta go spit. I'm like, no kid is going to want pate. Ooh. Which is, it's goose liver, right? That's what pate is made of. Just like caviar's little stinky little fish eggs, according to Stephanie. And Becky is like, glad you enjoyed it, Steph. And she turns to Danny and says, Danny, you owe me $200. I always seem to think that, like, romantic type of foods, like, and, like wine and caviar seem to be... <clears throat> they tend to go hand in hand when, oh, we want to get real fancy. Let's get some champagne. Let's get some caviar. Like I said, I've never tried it before. I don't know if I'd be into that. I don't think I would. That is such a large picnic basket that Michelle could hide in there. So, yeah, Becky leaves and says, and Joey says, bye, Becky. And Becky's like, bye, Joey. And then... Jesse's like, Joey, and he goes over to the cabinet that I remember in the episode with Rusty, Terror in Tannertown. That's where Michelle hid with that spraying whipped cream when <laughs> Rusty was going to get some glasses or a glass to make a root beer float or ice cream soda or whatever, and Michelle like sprays him in the face with that ready whip spray. <laughs> Jesse opens the door and he's like, Joseph, what are you doing in there? And Joey peeks his head out and he's like, I'm playing hide and, hide and seek with Michelle. 
I almost said must-hide must-seek. Michelle comes up from Joey's basement apartment. <laughs> and it's like, I found you. And Joey's <laughs> irritated. He's like, thanks a lot, Jess. DJ's again reading the paper. I guess uh, their newspaper is dried out. Because she's like, hey guys, good news. Yeah, DJ's like, the new ice skating rink just opened in town today. You guys can take us. I love how Kimmy adds, oh, you don't have to wait in the parking lot, though. You can come in and watch us. And Stephanie's like, oh, come on, let's go get our skates. And all three girls leave. And then we see Michelle, wait for me, wait for me. I have little legs. And Jesse finally speaks up on the matter that they haven't addressed until now. Because so much has been going on. <laughs> he he's like when did we agree to take them ice skating and joey is equally irritated he's like they don't even ask anymore they assume their wish is our command see this is where as soon as dj said hey guys guess what the new ice skating rink is in town i would if i were danny i'd be like and As soon as DJ was like, oh, you guys can take us if I were Danny. I'd be like, um, well, no, we're not doing that. I would have stomped that right in the... F I would have been, up. Oh, stop. Just, no. No. I would have like, hey, I just attempted to take you to the movies. And it's not my fault the show was sold out, but we're done here. You guys are pretty much staying in for today. And Danny chimes in with... And the worst part is, I don't remember one... Thank you today. Do you? I love how Joey's like, well, let me see. Give me, get me, take me, make me, buy me, drive me, find me. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah, the guys are just kind of like, Ugh, these girls, Jesse's like, these girls, they're so unappreciative. They are. Jesse starts listing off all the things that he does. I cook, I clean, I iron. I'm starting to sound like my mother. I like what Danny suggests here. He says, I say we give them a taste of their own medicine. Don't call me Mr. T. <laughs> Kimmy, it is not my fault the movie was sold out. Well, Dad, you have to admit you did drive a little on the slow side. My grandmother goes faster than you. <laughs> Without a car. <laughs> what a great picnic. Oh, yeah, for you. You ate all the caviar. That is a big picnic basket. <laughs> Who knew stinky little fish eggs can be so delicious? <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it, Steph. Danny, you owe me $200. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get going. See you later, Becky. Bye, Danny. On caviar. Bye, Becky. Bye, Joey. Joey? <laughs> Jesse, what are you doing in there? Playing hide-and-seek with Michelle. I found you. Thanks a lot, Jess. Hey, guys, good news. The new ice skating rink just opened today. You guys can take us. You don't no, have to wait in the parking lot, though. You can come in and watch us. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Let's go get our skates. Wait for me, I got little legs. <laughs> When did we agree to take them ice skating? They don't even ask anymore. They just assume that their wish is our command. And the worst part is, I don't remember getting one thank you today. Do you? Nope. Well, let's see. Give me, get me, take me, make me, buy me, drive me, find me. Nope, no thank you. 
These girls are so unappreciative. I cook, I clean, I iron. I'm starting to sound like my mother. I say we give them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, I, I agree with Danny, the whole reverse psychology thing, or however they're kind of turning the tables on the girls. Because here comes Stephanie leading the charge. All three of the girls got their ice skates. And Stephanie's like, okay, boys, let's ride. And Danny right away shuts it down. Like, you know, girls, on second thought, we're actually going to stay in today. And we are going to play a fun game called You're the Parents and We are the children. So I take it that Kimmy was going to rent skates because I didn't see skates with her. I only saw them with uh, DJ and Stephanie. And Michelle, I doubt she had... Do they make skates that small for little three-year-olds? That kind of seems a bit much for a little three-year-old, maybe. Maybe. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. The official title of this game, Danny calls it, we're the kids and you're the adults, so you get to be in charge. It, uh, see, this, honestly, this dream sequence is a lot better and funnier than the one from Punky Brewster season four. That was, that was horrendous and fright. Just Henry wearing a dark brown wig, which, oh my god, and, and oh my god, it was, it was bad. So Stephanie's like, Okay, let me get this straight. So we're the adults, and we can do anything we want? And Danny's like, yep. And TJ and Stephanie are like, all right, yes. But Kimmy here, of course, the skeptic is like, wait a minute. There's got to be a catch. And Jesse's like, well, there better be, better be a catch. Danny, lay a catch on him. And Danny says, the catch is... You can do whatever you want, but since we're the kids, you have to wait on us. Like, you know, make our meals and all that stuff. And you have to assume the responsibilities of a parent. He says, you girls have to assume all the responsibilities that come with parenting. Oh, Joey's like, all right, let's catch the end of that basketball game. So, yeah, I love how Stephanie jumps right into this. She's like, well, not so fast. And I love how she's like, to Kimmy and DJ, let's see if this works. Stephanie gets up out of her chair, faces the guys who are already heading into the living room from the kitchen. She says, no watching TV until your rooms are clean. And Jesse and Joey are like, oh, man. And I love Danny's just wide grin of, well, I guess that means I can watch. Like, yes, of course Danny's room is clean because he's Danny. Oh, here comes Michelle, and she's got a winter stocking cap on. Actually, it's a, a white band with pink and a white little poof ball on top, which matches her long-sleeved, light pink, long-sleeved shirt. She's like, I'm ready to outskate! <laughs> DJ tells her, forget it, we're not going ice skating. And I love Michelle, she says, make up your minds. She rips that hat off her head and just throws it on the floor and puts her hands on her hips. Okay, boys, let's ride. Girls, new plan. Come over here. We're going to stay home. And we are going to play a new game called We're the Kids and You're the Adults. So you get to be in charge. We're the adults? You mean we can do whatever we want? Yep. All right, yeah. There's got to be a catch. 
There better be a catch. They ain't lay a catch on him. <laughs> yes, there is a catch. The catch is you girls have to assume all the responsibilities that come with being a parent. Okay, let's cut the end of that basketball game. Yeah. Not so fast. Let's see if this works. <laughs> no watching TV until your rooms are clean. What? Oh. Guess that means I can watch. <laughs> I'm ready to all right in the next scene of course we see outside it's still it's raining cats and dogs it's gonna be a flood in san francisco <laughs> it just keeps coming down so michelle's got the little and jeremy said he had something like this a little like fisher price type yellow and orange shopping cart and Michelle is pushing that little shopping cart, and it's filled to the brim with what looks like, but clearly is not Pepsi. It looks like Pepsi. It's got the similar red and blue logo on it, but it just says cola. She's got what? Well, oh my! She's got like at least ten cans in that thing. Michelle's like party time! My God. Kimmy and DJ and probably even Stephanie have got these look like serving trays in a restaurant when you go into an Applebee's. They got the round tray that is just packed to the gills with stuff like bags, you know, salty, sweet snacks. You got your Twinkies. Someone's like, hey, okay, you guys got the ice cream? So they are definitely going to carbo and sugar load. They're going to, oh my goodness. And then again, as a teenager, you, you chow down on that stuff. Oh, Stephanie's holding a plate of Twinkies and other wrapped, like, hostess products. So she's like, hey, let's watch the top ten video countdown. I remember that would be on, like, after, or no, before school, like, the VH1 top music countdown for the week. And that was when, you know, the late 90s, when Jewel was popular, um, Matchbox 20, Fleetwood Mac, Savage Garden. Kimmy's got, like, one of those trays that you would find in a cafeteria. And it's got, like, a large gallon of what looks like, oh, it looks like it says homemade vanilla ice cream. Vanilla is okay, but either I'm putting stuff on it or I better have, like, a chocolate river, caramel river running through it. Because vanilla by itself is just meh. You gotta add something to it. That's why usually when my dad would buy that Neapolitan ice cream, we didn't, like, go across to get all three fa flavors. We usually would eat the chocolate first, then strawberry, and usually the vanilla is the last flavor that just sits there until it gets that, like, frosted fuzz on it. <laughs> then by that time, it's like, okay, throw it out. We gotta get some more <laughs> Neapolitan ice cream. As Homer says, chocolate vanilla, uh, chocolate strawberry and vanilla ice cream. And Kimmy's having a blast. She's like, all right, I love being grounded here. Well, this does say, oh, this is a product placement. It says Blue Bell ice cream. Homemade. That's what they have here in Texas is Blue Bell ice cream. I fell in love with the Rocky Road Blue Bell ice cream. It is so, so good. 
in Michigan, we had the Hudsonville ice cream. Well, I mean, there are other flavors. Um, I remember when they used to make country fresh ice cream, too. But after a well, while, I mean, that went away. Of course, Michelle's like, I want my ice cream. That gallon of Bluebell ice cream is literally as big as Michelle's head. Okay, DJ, stop correcting your baby sister as she says, you want your ice cream. Because even when Michelle's like, let's go out skating, and DJ says, we're not going out skating, Michelle. Forget it. We're not going out skating. It's like, stop. She's still learning how to talk and pronounce her word. We know that that's how Michelle says ice cream, and so she can actually pronounce it correctly in a few years. Thank you, Michelle. She says, that's what I said. Don't you listen? This is fun. Stephanie's like, okay, on your mark, get set, pig out! And they start, like, going full force into all of that sugar. Of course, here comes Joey in the doorway. It's like, it's time for lunch, girls. And DJ's like, oh, no, we're fine. We're good. We got our food here. And Joey's like, no, it's time to make lunch for us kids, remember? <laughs> That's right, girls, you did sign up for that. You did decide to go along with this game that they're playing. You can't forget the kids since you're the parents. When Joey says, girls, lunchtime, DJ says, oh, no, thanks. We skipped right to dessert. Joey's like, no, I mean, lunch for us kids, you know, the people you're responsible for. <laughs> 70, she's like, the catch. Yep. Okay, so that's what a mock turtleneck is, is what Joey is wearing. It's not a full-on turtleneck. It's like, it's got a small collar. So, yeah. Hey, he's like, come on, I clean my room and everything. And you know, you know out of Jesse and Joey that Joey is the messy one. And remember when Danny had to, like, clean Joey's closet because he was, like, hoarding stuff in his closet to the point where you couldn't fit anything in there? DJ gets up and says, all right, we'll make lunch, but you kids have to set the table. Kimmy Vamoose, she's like, I'm going to get out of here before they put me to work. And she goes to grab the ice cream. I almost said ice cream. <laughs> and Michelle's like, don't touch my ice cream. Like, okay. Kimmy in those acid-washed white jeans that are so far above her navel. Oh, my goodness. They're like the teen version of mom jeans. <laughs> hey, Michelle is rude. She screams at Kimmy. Kimmy actually reaches down to take the bowl that has a scoop of ice cream in it. And Michelle's like, don't touch my ice cream. <laughs> Dang, girl, I think you had enough sugar for the day. Oh, God. <laughs> Lunch time. No, thanks. You skipped right to dessert. No, I mean lunch for us kids, remember? The people you're responsible for? The catch. <laughs> Come on, I clean my room and everything. Okay, we'll make lunch. But you kids have to set the table. 
going to get out of here before they put me to work. <laughs> Don't touch my ice cream. All right, so they're making your typical either PB&J or they're making like um, ham turkey sandwiches. But usually it just, I mean, that's usually a staple lunch right there is going to be just a sandwich and like some chips or, you know, if you're on the healthy kick, you're going to go like carrots or celery or whatever, I don't know, uh, or a small little set. But yeah, it just seems like, because you know dinner is going to be a big thing. It's like you don't want to get so full during lunch that you're not going to have an appetite for dinner because you know you're going to snack in between lunch and dinner. That's just, it's, it's what you do, right? Right. So, <laughs> these orders of sandwiches is just goofy. Especially Jesse's Oh my gosh, there's going to be some serious anger between <laughs> DJ and Jesse over that dang sandwich. Alright, so Jesse gets the peanut butter and jelly on wheat. Maybe he's trying to be healthy by like, well, I'll go with wheat instead of white bread. Ham and cheese on rye for Danny. The only way I'm eating a rye is if I'm having a Reuben. Otherwise, it's going to be mainly just white bread. Because I usually just eat the Uncrustables. You know, the Smuckers Uncrustables? That's usually my go-to for my, for my job and stuff like that. But I love restaurants that have sandwiches that use sourdough bread. Like, Burger King's got their new breakfast sandwiches. That, like, the sausage and egg and cheese, which I'm... We're going to do that. Jeremy and I are going to go to BK for breakfast one day and have those. As soon as I saw the commercials, like, we are making a trip to BK and we are having those sandwiches because they look delicious. Egg salad on white, no crust. Now, egg salad, that is, that's a lengthy process because you got to have the hard boiled eggs. You got to get your mayo. You got to, like, crumble all that stuff together. Now, of course, I'm legit, I mean, no crust, definitely no crust. I've never been a fan of crust. Whenever I make a sandwich, I always take the crust off because it just, I don't know, it's just, bleh. no, thank you. But that is a process for making egg salad, unless they already have it, like, at the store, prepackaged, pre-done, in, like, a little container from the deli, and then you just slap it onto the sandwich, bing, bang, boom, you're done, right? Right. You hear the music videos playing from the living room because they have that swinging door that goes from the living room to the kitchen they have that propped open so you're hearing that sound come through of course the girls think okay they got their sandwiches and everything they'll be fine so dj's like all right well if you guys will excuse us we might still catch some of the top 10 videos and I'm like, well, wait just a second. First of all, they just have sandwiches. They have nothing to watch those sandwiches down with. And they don't have, like, chips or, like, you know, carrot sticks or whatever. They... Sorry, when I have a sandwich, I need something <laughs> to drink. I, I'm, I'm not having a sandwich dry. I gotta have some type of liquid with it, right? And I want some, like, chips or something. I mean, it's supposed to be lunch. <laughs> You gotta have a side and a drink. I mean, how many people go to a restaurant? Well, I guess I'll just take a sandwich. Do you want a drink or some fries or something? Nah, nah, the sandwich is good. Come on now. You get the combo. You, get, you gotta have a drink to wash it down. 
You don't want that sandwich going down dry? I don't think a sandwich is a complete meal anyway. Michelle comes in like, hurry, you're missing number five. So yeah, DJ and Steph start heading towards the living room, but they get called back. Before we even get to the drinks, Jesse's got a problem with the sandwich. He's going to have many problems with the sandwich. First up, it's the jelly. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is grape jelly. You know I like strawberry jelly. Fire DJ, I'm like, what? This is news to me. So DJ just plays a oh, how could that have slipped my mind? One peanut butter and strawberry jelly coming up. And usually grape or strawberry are your staple jellies to have with PB and J, right? Has anyone ever tried strawberry or <laughs> strawberry? Has anyone ever tried peanut butter and raspberry jelly? Or Smucker's Mate on Crespo's does the peanut butter and honey, which I think is, I think that's good too. They even have like this chocolate hazelnut. I'm not crazy about hazelnut, but boysenberry. Oh my goodness. Er, er, er. Blackberry jam by Smucker's. Seedless, of course. Oh my gosh, so good. It's like, but be, but grape and strawberry are usually your staple go-to jellies. What is runners up being, you know, black raspberry, blackberry, ras or raspberry? Can you imagine someone putting, like, peach jam with peanut butter? I don't think those two would go together. So, of course, Steph thinks she's free to go since no one has a request. Except here comes Danny with, hey, Steph, can I have some juice? And Stephanie plays up, like, oh, yeah, juice, of course. <laughs> Where is my head? So Stephanie is being polite as she puts down a glass and Joey's like, hey, that sounds great. Can you make that too? Um, so... Danny's having a ham and cheese sandwich on rye, right? Joey's got egg salad. But then again, each to their own of their own preference. I don't think I'd be into juice when I'm eating, like, a, you know, a meat sandwich or even egg salad that just... When I think juice, like either grape or apple or even orange juice, I think breakfast time. I don't think lunchtime. I mean, I can see milk going with the sandwich. That's really good. Um, tea, water, maybe, you know, d for me, pop. Pop 100%, yes. That's just how I roll. Now Stephanie goes like, hey, anyone else want juice? And Jesse's like, no. And she goes to put the glass back. And he's like, make my milk. Stephanie's starting to get you. Stephanie, this is the job of every restaurant worker that's had to serve customers is when customers change their mind halfway through their order like no no on second thought can I have this minus that or they're like oh actually I wanted this instead of oh can you do that you know it's just telling Jeremy that episode I haven't covered yet of Jesse going to Tokyo road to Tokyo where he's got somebody kind of handling his snack situation and Jesse, you know, the first, the cashews are salty. It's like, oh, um, do you mind if I have unsalted cashews? Because, you know, they make me, you know, salt makes me spaz or whatever. And then the guy comes back with this unsalted. And Jesse immediately, oh, wait, you know what? We got some unsalted. We got, oh, honey roasted on the plane. Can you, do you got that? Can you maybe? And you just see Koji's face. Koji is the uh, assistant. And he's just like. 
Because, mind you, he had to bat with a glass bowl of cashews. He had to work through a mob that is by Jesse's dressing room door to get those unsalted ones. Oh, God. Yeah, Stephanie's reaction, like, okay. <laughs> like to the point where you're trying to be polite, but you are starting to get a little... Because, of course, again, they're doing just what the girls did. They're demanding. They're not being appreciative. They're sure as heck not saying thank you. So, DJ puts a plate in front of Jesse. He's like, all right, peanut butter and strawberry jelly. And Jesse's all right, PBSJ. All right, we got that apple juice. We got the milk that Stephanie grabbed, you know, out of the fridge. Mind you, Joey just said, you know, I'll have juice too. He didn't specify what kind of juice. Where he's like, uh, Steph, I wanted orange juice. And then she goes to take the apple juice as Danny's like, oh, but I'll take apple. Do you think the fridge was halfway across the, the living room? <laughs> it's just, yeah, I get it. These are the music videos. You're not, this isn't where you can like pause live TV or DVR what you're missing so you can catch up later. No, this is, you miss it, you're kind of like, yeah. You're out, as, you're out of luck, basically. I don't think usually at the very end, just before they debut the number one video, usually they go back and they do a rundown of all the videos that they've done. You know, back when they did music videos. I don't know how much they do that nowadays. She, uh, Stephanie would not make it as a server. Even if I were being waited on by Stephanie and she was doing this kind of stuff, I would immediately be like, well, my experience at this restaurant is ruined. I'm not coming back here. That's the thing, though. Even if you get ticked off, if you're working in that type of, or even any type of customer service, you may get frustrated. You may get angry. But you can't show your anger, your frustration, because that falls back negatively on you and the place that you're working, you're representing. You know, you're the image of that place that you're working at. I have had times in the last few weeks where I have come close to losing it and just say, I quit. I can't do this. I just, uh, it's just, guys, if you have another opportunity that isn't customer service, that's not food service, take it. <laughs> I do not recommend customer service or food service for the faint of heart. That is, you have to have a major willpower. She literally, Stephanie is towards the end of the sink, almost at the fridge, when Danny's like, I'll take Apple. <laughs> and she just turns and just glares at him. It's like, Apple for the big guy. <laughs> DJ thinks she's done. Oh, no, 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 sweetie. You are not done. She's like, I will see you in the living room. And Jesse's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What is this? Get DJ, come over here. What is this? And she's like, well, what's wrong with the sandwich? I'm not making you another sandwich. He's like, what are these itty bitty little chunks in my peanut butter? And she's like, well, it's crunchy peanut butter. He's like, well, I'm not in a crunchy type of mood. And she says, I'm not making you another sandwich. He's like, I'm not asking you to make me another sandwich. What I am asking you to do is you use your fingers and pick all these nuts out of this. I'd be like... 
I can see why they get irritated. And DJ is just enough, enough. Because mm. eventually we get to Stephanie and the ice cubes. No, before we get to the chunky, we can- <laughs> He says he still got grape on one of these corners. So my guess is DJ used the same knife that she used to for the grape to, you know, dip that in the strawberry jelly. And it probably got on to the sandwich. So he's like, you still got grape on one of these corners. And she says, well, don't eat that corner. He's like, I guess, but once the sandwich is closed, it's hard to tell which is the grape infested corner. She picks up the sandwich, starts like ripping off the ends, the corners of the sandwich, like slams that sandwich. And I was like, there, you're safe. Oh, here's somebody as DJ gets to the last corner. I mean, because everyone's laughing. Someone just goes, yeah! <laughs> Listen to it when I play the clip. You have people applauding. You're like, you people, yeah! Like, go DJ! It's such, so many woos, so many shouts from the audience. We're probably like, I would have done the same thing. She's got a big hunks of corners of sandwich in her in her cheeks. She's like, there, there, you're safe. <laughs> Comes Michelle in the door. Nilly Vanilli is next. Rock and roll. This, of course, has got to be before Villy, Billy, before Millie Vanilli. Um, that whole scandal that found out that they had lip synced and they just, I thought they just won like a Grammy or something and then they ended up having to give it back and then everyone, Jeremy looked it up, everyone who bought their album was refunded, I think, the amount of $3 and whatever change. Now, mind you, at the time, I mean, $3, I mean, if I'm taking $3 in 1989 or 1990, I'm taking $3, I mean... Who wants to listen to music that was sung by another artist and someone else is taking credit for it? These these guys. And it's just like, really? And the thing is, think about it. Because they were like performing that song on stage and the record or whatever was playing skipped. If that hadn't skipped... If it hadn't skipped, would they still have kept going and just using other people's music and lip syncing to it the whole time? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. If that hadn't happened, where would Millie, Billy, Bill, that, that Millie Vanilli be today? Where would they be? Yeah. <laughs> Michelle's like, rock and roll! She's shaking her little tushy <laughs> Of course, Stephanie's like, I'm coming. And then Joey's like, hey, girls, before we drink, we need ice. Okay, here's another question. How many of you like ice in your orange juice? No? What about milk? How about apple juice? Do you like ice in that? I don't know anyone that drinks ice in that. Then again, I mean, everyone's got their own preferences, right? Sure, I mean, I've never heard of ice cubes and orange juice. The only time I've had ice cubes and milk is like when we uh, put the milk in this fridge here and for whatever reason, I don't know what with the fridge, but we eventually moved the milk to the door 
and it didn't have this big giant iceberg of ice that it built on it. This, but we moved it to the door and that like melted away. Thank goodness. Like milk is already cold. I'm saving the orange juice. Why do you might want to make it colder? It seems like to me. I mean, I think I seem like. Usually, I'm using ice cubes if it's like, hey, I just opened this bottle of pop. It hasn't been in the fridge long enough to be cold. You use ice cubes to help make it cold. It's <laughs> like, ice? Ice it is. I think it ends there. Oh, no, 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 no. They don't just want ice. They want certain types of ice. I always thought, it, you know, ice cubes came in cubes, right? Because Danny's like, hey, make mine cubes not crushed. And Joey's like, well, make mine crushed, not cubed. <laughs> How are you crushing the ice? Unless it's already available, you're kind of, you're out of luck. What do you want her to do? Take a mallet and just start slamming it onto ice cubes to make it into, like, ice shards? At some point, yeah, Stephanie's like, would anybody like them shaped into little animals? <laughs> she is literally losing it. She rolls her eyes like, oh, God, I can't have more. Oh, here's her. She turns around like, would anybody like them carved as little animals? <laughs> Here we go with the chunky peanut butter. <sighs> no one's eating lunch today, everybody. Nobody. And DJ comes over and she's like, yeah, so. And Jesse says, well, I'm just not in a chunky kind of mood. And she says, well, I'm not making you another sandwich. And he says, I'm not asking you to make me another sandwich. And she goes to leave. He's like, what I am asking you to do is to pick all of these tiny nuts out of here. And she just slams the plate down and says, that is it. Lunch is over. And as Stephanie's coming over, Joey's like, hey, can you make mine half crushed, half cubed? <sighs> yeah, and Stephanie's like, I've had it. Go to your rooms. And DJ's like, right now, March. Now Jesse's like, well, great game, Danny. We're being punished. Stephanie's like, and no talking. Go to your rooms. Okay. You know what's interesting about this fact is the girls caught on a lot faster. Did not take them nearly as long to get fed up and just say, no, no, this is, we're done here. We're not taking any more of this. Where the guys just pretty much let the girls steamroll them from getting them ready to go to the amusement park to them coming back and taking over the guy's day saying, you're going to do this for me, you're going to do that, you're going to do this for me. To the boys eventually saying, hey, how about we do this instead? I mean, clearly, yes, teaching them a lesson. And DJ's like, once the guys go upstairs and Joey goes to his basement apartment, DJ's like, talk about your selfish, spoiled brats. And Stephanie's like, all I have to say is, how rude. My peanut butter and jelly on wheat, ham and cheese on rye, and egg salad on white, no crust. Now, if you guys will excuse us, we might still catch some of the top ten videos. Chloe on missing number five. Coming, go. Hold it. This is grape jelly. You guys know I like strawberry jelly. How could that have slipped my mind? One peanut butter and strawberry jelly coming up. Bye. Uh, Steph, before you go, uh, can I have some juice? Juice. 
Of course. Where was my head? <laughs> what? Hey, that sounds like a great idea. Why don't you make that too? Huh? Anybody else want juice? <laughs> no. Make my milk. Okay. <laughs> peanut butter and strawberry jelly. All right, PBSJ. Uh, Steph, I wanted orange juice. You didn't specify. <laughs> I'll take apple. <laughs> apple for the big guy. I will see you in the living room. <laughs> Hold it. Still got some grape on one of these corners. Then don't eat that corner. Yes, but once the sandwich is closed, it's hard to tell which is the grape-infested corner. <laughs> there. Now you're safe. Banelli, banelli, and Lucky row. Uh, girls, before we drink, we need ice. No, you ice. don't. Ice it is. You're drinking orange juice uh, and Make mine juice. cubes, not crushed. Make mine crushed, not cube. <laughs> Would anyone like them carved little animals? Hey, this is chunky peanut butter. Yeah, so? Well, I'm just not in a chunky kind of mood. Well, I'm not making you another sandwich. I'm not asking you to. What I am asking is if you can take these itsy-bitsy, ugly little chunks of peanuts out of my sandwich. That's it. Lunch is over. Could you make this half-crushed, half-cubed? I'm headed. Go to your room. Right now. March. Great game, Danny. Now we're being punished. <laughs> and no talking. Come on. Yeah, go to your rooms, guys. Go, boys. Go. Talk about your selfish, spoiled brats. All I have to say is... <laughs> All right, so we go down to Joey's basement apartment. Oh, excuse. Oh, well, that's probably because he was told to clean it. Other. Okay, why is there a little mini fireplace thing with a pipe going up? Where is that going to? They also got you know a typical fireplace in the living room. Then they got one in Danny's room. Then they also will have one in Jesse and Becky's place. When they live in the attic, so they got, where where is that being expelled from exactly? Here's what's even weirder. You know that set of stairs? I mean, we get that the one Jesse's coming down from goes leads to upstairs, but Danny's coming from the opposite side. Where are those stairs coming from? <laughs> Danny's like Joey, we need to talk, and Joey's like, hey man, you all snuck down here. The girls are grounded us we're all gonna get in big trouble and she's just like it's a game you ding ding danny just can't get it it's like how did my plan backfire we took them for granted just like they did to us and danny's like and they never made the connection maybe they're a little slow on uh the uptake with that but they did what the boys sh guys should have done in the beginning where stephanie and dj they lost it they like enough no, lunch is over, you go to your rooms. Not once, I mean, Dan and Danny's idea, it is creative, I'll, I'll give him that. This idea to, like, role reversal to see if the girls will kind of eventually, that will 
newsflash, I mean, spoiler alert, it will. It hit them eventually. But of course, we got to have this amazing, hilarious, and weird dream sequence to follow. And Joey's like, if we don't put a stop to this now, we're going to be waiting on them for the rest of our lives. Joey's like, we're going to be waiting on them hand and foot for the rest of our lives. And Danny is just like, the rest of our lives? Danny said, I mean, Jesse and Danny are sitting on either side of Joey. Hey, Quinn. Yeah, Danny sinks onto Joey's bed. He's like, I can see it now. We're still living in the house. Girls are still living in the house. That dog, Comet, is still living in the house. Speaking of Comet, I don't think we see him at all this episode. Like, literally at all, except for in this dream sequence. So yeah, Danny did get some things wrong. Well, he got right that the girls are still living. We're still living in the house. The girls are still living in the house. Well, he's living in the house at the beginning. But then again, he decides to move out and let the girls, you know, stay there due to the situation <clears throat> with DJ being a widow. The dog Kama is still living in the house. Well, a version of Comet is living in the house. Comet Junior, Junior, Junior. <laughs> well, I guess you could kind of say Comet's still living in the house, like his DNA. So, uh, yeah. Cosmo is the grandson, great grandson of Comet. Danny says, this is not a pretty picture. Joey, we need to talk. You guys snuck down here, man. The girls grounded us. We're all going to get in big trouble. <laughs> it's a game, you idiot. How did my plan backfire? We took them totally for granted, just like they did to us, and they never even made the connection. Well, we don't put a stop to this right now. We're going to be waiting on them hand and foot for the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives? Oh, man. I could see it now. We're still living in the house. The girls are still living in the house. That dog Comet is still living in the house. <laughs> this is not a pretty picture. This is Comet's only scene in this entire episode. Okay, I got him confused with that future episode with uh, Punky, where Brandon the dog <laughs> was wearing a curly beard and wire rim glasses. <laughs> so I'm like, oh yeah, Comet's like, no, that was Brandon. This Punky Brewster has a flash forward in season one with the my uh it was like my funny valentine or something i'm trying to remember that that was cringeworthy but that one honestly was not as bad as the season four flash forward danny comes in he's got that dust buster buster in his hand and i'm i'm guessing honestly he's probably thinking what, a good 20 plus years into the future, so saying the girls are in their 30s, Danny would be in his 60s. And it's just funny because the old age makeup they put on the guys, like at this point in time, we probably thought like third, like 60 at that point looked like close to 80. It just seemed like, yeah, people that were 60 looked a lot older. But now it's like, no, people in their 60s now look like they're, like, in their 40s. Like, you can't tell. Like, oh, you look like you're 45. Well, I'm actually 67. And then I'm like, oh, you take good care of yourself. 
that's the, that's the goal. You take good care of yourself, you're going to look amazing at 65. And let's look at Danny's getup here. They got him. Of course, he's got the comb over. He is definitely balding. He's not wearing glasses. <clears throat> he's not wearing bifocals. He's wearing a uh, button-up striped shirt. He's wearing this, like, cardigan jacket thing he's wearing makes me think of Marv from Home Alone 2 or even Home Alone that dark jacket he was wearing oh yeah he comes and he's like stay Comet play dead you are just playing aren't you I just cut to Comet's face and he is asleep did they use like baking powder or just um kind of dust comets because he's already a golden retriever it's like they use some like baking powder or something to kind of whiten his fur a little bit they if they wanted to really show his age they should have just went full shadow from homeward bound with that that white you know because golden retrievers when they get a certain age what are you doing quinn is there a bug up there on that window <laughs> what a goob oh my goodness so yeah when they get to be a certain age they get what is called like um, I've, I've heard because I follow the golden retriever breeder or golden retriever enthusiasts of Michigan I follow that group and they, I guess I've heard it referred to like a sugar face like they get like a white mask like if they wanted to go old age with him they could have easily just done that because they had to do that in Homeward Bound and Homeward Bound 2 because they had multiple dogs playing Shadow so they had to like use some type of uh, a paint or something on the dog's face to make the dog look old. I'm surprised that because Danny stepped so gingerly over Comet. I'm surprised he did not literally trip over Comet. <laughs> so he's still got his faculties about him. Of course, like I said, Danny's got the dust buster, slaps it on the side and like, alright, Dusty, let's see if you still got any stuff left in ya. And he takes it clear across the counter. And he has to catch himself when he hits the edge of the counter. Make sure he doesn't fall forward. So here comes Joey. Oh my goodness. He's got a belly. Clearly he's wearing a pillow or something. Or part of a fast. I don't know. But, well, we see where those potato chips went. As Joey comes in, he's wearing a bathrobe. He's wearing yellow pajamas. They really grayed up Joey's hair. They gave him a mustache. They made him really, like, his face, like, really, really full. And he's just popping potato chips as he comes up the stairs from his basement apartment. When it's Popeye, go, 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 go. And the bag, oh, this bag is potato chips is different. It says dip potato chips. So they're specially made just for dipping. Well, blow me down. Where's my olive oil? And here we come with Danny around the corner. <laughs> Coming around Joey's back. And just dust bust. Sucks up that chip right out of Joey's hand. And Joey's like, oh, you dust bust. Oh, fool, you sucked up my chip. And Danny's like, well, I knew you were gonna drop it. And Joey pats his belly. Doesn't look like I've dropped any chips. And Danny says... They're in there. Millions of them. 
they're, they're all in there. Millions of them pointed Joey's tummy. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous looking of all of them. He comes down. He's got this really bad wig. He's got a grayish mustache. He is wearing leopard print pajamas. And he's got this grayish black mullety hair. <laughs> what are you guys mumbling about? Every time I'm coming around, you're muttering. He's muttering damn. You're muttering damn. <laughs> like, come on now. Oh, Jesse's voice is like croaky but just above a whisper oh jesse's playing the i remember the time i ate a burrito in 1994 and he's like we're muttering you're muttering i love danny you think you're such a hot stud with your jungle jammies here we go with just oh he's just let my hair Penny sucks up jesse's wig and he's like, now I have your hair. You can see the bald cap 100% on Jesse's head. There's a knock on the door, and Jesse goes, that's my night. Put my hair back on. Danny puts his hair back on, and Jesse goes, how do I look? I love Joey. He's like, oh, very lifelike. Jesse goes to the door, and oh, here's Becky. They really honestly didn't try too much with Lori Laughlin when it comes to old age makeup. They stuck an old, like, mama's family wig on her and uh, a little straw hat with some flowers and some elastic polyester blue pants that accentuate her massive behind. <laughs> Becky is wearing bifocals, and they're the ones that are on a chain. Oh, Jesse, my man, squeeze! And he's like, I wouldn't squeeze me too hard. I, I just ate. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Becky looks like they literally put two basketballs for her butt cheeks. It's just like, for heaven's sake. It's absurd. They used like two balloons. They blew up two balloons and put them in her, in her, down her, in the back of her pants. Of course, Joey's got to get a joke and like, hey, Becky, look out for that hippopotamus behind you. She like turns around. He's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. You you really ought to put some reflectors on that thing. Even Danny chuckles at that. So Becky kisses Jesse, but just barely on the cheek. And he's starting to do his have mercy, but he can't remember that. He's like, have, have. And Danny's like, a big bowl of cream of wheat. No, 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 no. Then she, he's like, have. And Becky's like, mercy, y'all poop. And he's like, no, no, have pity. Like, yeah, definitely, we're having pity. Definitely. <laughs> Jesse here. He's like, come on, baby, you can come down to the Smash Club and watch me do my thing. <laughs> Uh, and she's like, my honey is the oldest, Elvis impersonator. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> yeah, she's like, patting his arm, like, my honey is the oldest, Elvis impersonator. And he's like, thank you very, very much, pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
And he says, oh, I can't get so He's like, watch me shake. And he starts shaking, like literally shaking to the point where he's losing control. And well, there goes his wig again. <laughs> So Becky's like, Joey, did you leave me some donuts? <laughs> and Joey's like, well, if I did, it was purely by accident. And you got Joey and Danny checking out Becky. And of course, Jesse's like, hey, hey, don't you stare at my woman. And, or don't you look at my woman. And Danny's like, where are we supposed to look? Your woman is everywhere. Just put that wig on sideways, and it just looks like someone who just rolled out of bed, and they got major bed hair, like lady, like short bob hair that just literally they slept on it the whole night, and it's just all going every which way. So Joey, both Joey and Danny are carrying trays of food. I think Jesse might even have one. And like, hey, he's like, let's take the girls to breakfast. And Danny literally, Bob's saying it towards the very end when you hear in the clip, where he's like, don't eat it all up, uh, don't eat it all up on the on the way up, Joey. When he says on the way up, Joey, you hear Bob say it seems like the old man voice is like he's going back to normal Danny Tanner voice. Like he kind of Bob say it kind of broke there for a minute. And he mutters, "You fat guy." <laughs> Here we get a fat joke here from Becky. Like, I guess I'll just have a seat. And she pulls out one chair, realizes it won't be enough for her uh, basketball booty, and uh, pulls out both chairs. Stay Comet. Play dead. You are just playing, aren't you? All right, come on, Dusty. Let's see if you still got any suck left in you. Well, blow me down. Where's me olive oil? Oh, you dirt obsessed old fool, you sucked up my chip. I knew you were going to drop it. Do I look like I've dropped any chips? <laughs> They're all in there, millions of them. No, I have no Why? What are you guys muttering about? Every time I come around, you're muttering. You're muttering to him, he's muttering to you guys. Oh, it's a beautiful <clears throat> I remember when I ate a burrito in 1994, I had a muffler shirt. We're muttering. We're muttering. You're muttering. You think you're such a hot young stud. You in your jungle jammies. Well, at least I still have my hair. <laughs> now I have your hair. <laughs> Oh, very lifelike. 
Help me with the food, boy. <laughs> Squeeze me too hard. I just ate. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Becky, look out for that hippopotamus behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, you really ought to put some reflectors on that thing. <laughs> A nice bowl of cream, are we? No! <laughs> nothing to do with breakfast. Have... Mercy! You old poop! No, 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 no. It's, um... It's... Have pity! <laughs> Come on, babe, let's go down to the Smash Club and you can watch me do my thing. <laughs> Impersonator. Thank you very much, pretty mama. Joey, did you leave me some donuts? Well, if I did, it was purely by accident. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, don't look at my woman. Where am I supposed to look? Your woman is everywhere. <laughs> Come on, let's take the girls their breakfast. Okay, but try not to eat it all on the way up, Joey. <laughs> you fat guy. Stop mothering. Stop mothering. Well, guess I'll just have a seat. <laughs> Better make that too. Hey, 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 Drop that toast. Ah, uh, get off my case. I found it in my robe. Ew. You're a slob. You're a tall slob. Okay. So, Jesse, Danny, and Joey all wake the girls up. They are each holding trays with the girls' breakfast. We first see... DJ, who's wearing silk baby blue pajamas, and she's already complaining lunchtime before, or breakfast before noon. Okay, I might be a late sleeper, but I know darn well I usually will have breakfast around 6.30. When I say breakfast, I don't mean I'm sitting down to breakfast. I mean, I'm having a cup of milk and some lemon poppy seed mini muffins. Because that's kind of what I'm on right now. That's the kick I'm on right now. And then we go to Stephanie. See, adult Stephanie, this woman with the blonde curly hair. And she's like, how rude. DJ, adult DJ gets out of bed, goes over to adult Stephanie and says, I'm so disgusted with hearing how rude. <laughs> she goes over, adult DJ goes over to Danny, says, Dad, I can't take it anymore. I need my own room. Danny is just over. He's like, the town is full of rooms. Go rent one, the both of you. And Stephanie, I mean, I told Stephanie's got a good point. She says, why would I leave? Uncle Jesse does my cooking. Joey does my, dad does my laundry. Well, Joey does my laundry. And dad, you do my cleaning. 
Of course, we've heard this saying from Stephanie before as adult Stephanie says, I love my life. Of course, adult DJ looks at adult Stephanie and says, your perkiness is no longer cute. And Joey says, Danny, I think, I think, I think it's time for the one day you'll appreciate your sister lecture. And Danny turns to adult Stephanie and DJ and says, girls, one day you'll appreciate your sister. And Jesse and Joey are all like, good lecture. He has both Stephanie and DJ hug. And all boys are like, all the guys are like, oh, now move out. This is, uh, this honestly, this future is, wow, compared to Full, Fuller House. So basically we're seeing <clears throat> Danny never gets remarried. Jesse and Becky are still dating. They're not married. Joey, of course, is still still single, so we don't ever see Ginger and the freaky gremlin children that they have. <laughs> DJ's not a widow, and she doesn't have her three boys, and Stephanie, we never meet Jimmy. Jimmy doesn't exist, and she doesn't have baby Danielle. So, interesting interesting future if you know 25 years into the, into the future or even 30 years into the future so if you think about it, yeah if that's okay Becky and Jesse are still dating Nikki and Alex don't exist either that means like none of the guys have moved on and just yeah even Jesse like he and Becky are still dating they're not married they haven't moved out because you know eventually at some point they do move out of the out of the house and Joey at some point also moves out that's the thing with adult kids, you know, it seems like kids are staying with their parents longer than they normally do just because when you're being provided, you know, by your parents to, you know, they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're doing everything for you. I, I can understand, you know, a kid's hesitance to why move out and do stuff for myself when I technically already have all my needs met anyway by my parents. They have no willingly desire to go move out of the house well dj with her i need my own room <clears throat> but they have no desire to be independent that's that's bleaker than what fuller house is they're stuck in a 30-year rut these girls <laughs> but then again so are the guys jesse's screaming for michelle to come in and get her breakfast before it ends up being another gin for joey these dang fat jokes, I swear, none of this would fly today. Melted into season three, because she's got all these different horses, these horse figurines. Looks like she may even either have a soccer trophy or a karate trophy. Because, yeah, it seems like season two, she was into the karate, she dropped that. She was into soccer, dropped that. Here comes Dave Coulier's wife as Michelle, and... She she's not dressed in a onesie. She's just dressed in a button-down blouse, and she's got her hair up like Michelle with a scrunchie, kind of like the Pebbles Flintstone look. And she's doing the you know because she's supposed to be pretending to be a three-year-old. She's like, "Hi, people!" And it comes off as weird, especially now that we know later on that this is Dave Coulier's wife playing a three-year-old. And adult Michelle says, I'm not in the mood for breakfast. Because Joey's like, hey, you're just in time for breakfast. She says, I'm not in the mood for breakfast. Do you have any ice cream? And the fact that she says, I'm not in the mood for breakfast. 
doesn't sound like the words that would pop out of a three-year-old's mouth. Of course, everyone corrects her. It's ice cream. Apparently, Joey ate the last gallon. The last gallon? Apparently, he had it for breakfast. Uh, um, and then he is chasing it with some potato chips as he's coming up the stairs. <laughs> up into the kitchen. Did he eat the ice cream before it turned into soupy ice cream? Where you're basically drinking it from the the ice cream, the tub of ice cream? You know by the time, I mean, if he's like eating that one go, it's like, that's going to be soup by the time you reach the bottom of it. To get Michelle's one of her many catchphrases, ah, nuts. Here we go with adult Kimmy Gibbler. She's like, hi, Tanners. And she, of course, is wearing goofy Kimmy. This is kind of what Kimmy wears later on. Like, this is like season six wardrobe Kimmy with the bright colors and shaped type clothes. And the guys are all like, Kimmy Gibbler, oh my god. Like, they're wowed by how attractive she got as she grew up. And this is this is unsettling and uncomfortable. It's one thing to see your grown daughters as adults, you know, in this fantasy as, you know, they're just your daughters. But then to see this knockout bombshell supermodel version of 30-something-year-old Kimmy and be attracted to her it's just it's weird as far as I'm concerned I mean I get it we put this is played for laughs but if you just look at the dark side of it this is weirdly just boo I mean it's not like the weird creepiness of the scene when I get into the test episode that really creeped me out when I first watched that but it's borderline just when you look at the realism of in, in real fact, no, she would not be in this weird made-up fantasy what happens when we f- jump forward in the future 25 years. Jesse's on this, give me, give me, oh my god. And he's like clutching himself like against the dresser and even Joey is like, <gasps> and Danny, Joey, and Jesse all collectively like, whoa, baby, like, okay. This is weird. Even what she says to them. Adult Kimmy says, eat your heart out, boys. I bet you wish you were nicer to me when I was younger. Ugh. I bet you were nicer to me when I was a kid. Well, I want that's a writer's kind of bringing that up. Because the fact that she's never acknowledged Jesse, Joey, and Danny always ragging on Kimmy. But Kimmy gives it as good as she gets it. But then again, she's still a kid, man. You don't rag on someone, your kid's friend, and insult them to their face all the time. She's already got bad self-esteem due to her parents neglecting her. I think this woman, like, her smile, when she smiles, it is too wide. Like, bordering on Pennywise, the clown, wide smile. Her lipstick is just really, really too bright. And she's like, come on, girls, we gotta get to the mall. She, Kimmy, before she leaves, Idios Tanners. DJ hops right up like, I'll get dad's credit cards. <sighs> Tell me in all this time you've lived in that house, you haven't gotten a job. Well, of course not, because if she had a job, why would she still be living there? She'd be a, a moved out. Her st- adult Stephanie's like, I'll go make a list of chores for the guys to do while we're gone. Of course, adult Michelle's, and don't forget, we'll need a ride. <laughs> And he says, 
whoever can make it downstairs first will drive you. And she's like, you got it, dude. And when she leaves, Danny's like, she was so much smarter when she was three. Danny, after the girls are all gone, says, what happened? And this is where Jesse brings up, well, did you hear one thank you today? Danny and Joey are like, no. Right away, Jesse's like, how could you let your kids get so out of control? And Joey's like, well, you can't blame me. I'm just the old fat guy who lives in the basement. Like, uh. I'm trying to think. I think that Dave Coulier is also wearing a wig because that is not his hair. It's a fake mustache. Dave Coulier's mustache, actually, I like the age makeup, the old age makeup, especially around Joey's. They got, like, the crow's feet and everything and the wrinkles. (laughs) And Jesse is just like, our lives are pathetic. And Danny's like, no, your hair is pathetic. He grabs it and Danny grabs it. And there's a monkey in the middle situation with Joey and, and Jesse's in the middle and he's like, Danny's like, hey Joey, catch the rug. <laughs> and the wig, Jesse's wig, because he's wearing a bald cap here, is thrown into Stephanie's toy box and Danny is like sitting on the toy box to keep Jesse from getting it. My goodness, I got the subtitles on because... Danny sitting on the toy box and you just hear Jesse saying, give me my hair, give me my hair. And you got Danny like, oh, my arm, oh, my bursitis, my hip. (laughs) Joey doing some weird thing with his giant belly as he keeps throwing his giant belly into, into Jesse's back and then like standing back up and it's like, what are you doing, dude? And luckily they come out of this dream sequence because it's just going cuckoo crazy. Rise and shine. Come on. Get up, DJ. Breakfast before noon? How rude. I'm so disgusted with hearing how rude. Dad, I can't take it anymore. I need my own room. This town is full of rooms. Go rent one, the both of you. Why would I leave? Uncle Jesse does my cooking, Joey does my laundry, and Dad, you do my cleaning. I love my life. Your perkiness is no longer cute. I think it's time for the uh, one day you'll appreciate your sister lecture. Girls, one day you'll appreciate your sister. Good lecture. Thank you. Now, hug. Oh. Now move out! <laughs> Michelle! Michelle, hurry up and get in here and get your breakfast before it becomes another chin for Joey. Hi, people. Uh, Michelle, uh, uh, just in time for breakfast. Uh, I'm not in the mood for breakfast. You have any ice cream? <laughs> It's ice cream! And I ate the last gallon this morning. Oh, nuts. Hi, Tanners. Kimmy Gibbler, oh my God! Whoa, baby! Eat your hearts out, boys. Too bad you weren't nicer to me when I was a kid. Come on, girls. We gotta get to the mall. Adios, Tanners. I'll get Dad's credit card. 
I'll go make a list of chores for the guys to do while we're gone. And don't forget, we'll need a ride. Whoever can make it downstairs first will drive you. So DJ and Stephanie come downstairs, and Stephanie's like, Daddy, Jess, Uncle Jesse, I thought we sent you to your rooms. And Joey, of course, rats him out immediately. Hey, these two snuck down without permission. And Jesse calls Joey a kiss up. DJ goes into full lecture mode as she says, I think it's time we had a little talk with you boys. And Jesse's like, great. First we're getting punished and now we're getting a lecture. Great game, Danny. And DJ says, you deserve a lecture after the way you behave today. We try and make a ni- you a nice lunch, and what do we get? And Stephanie starts in with Zippo, not a thank you, not a thanks, not a hey pal, good going. Not a way to go, chum. Not a m- muchas gracias, amigo. DJ puts a hand on Stephanie's shoulder and says, Steph, I, I think they get it. And Jesse says, well, he gets up off the bed and goes over to Stephanie and DJ, and he says, well, girls, let me ask you something. How does it feel... Not to get a thank you. Stephanie says, crummy. And Danny adds, well, just imagine how crummier you felt you would have felt. You had to wash our sweaters. And Joey adds, go out for our film. Jesse adds, share your caviar picnic. <laughs> Danny adds, dropped everything to take us to the movies. DJ excuses she and Stephanie and says, hey, Steph, do you remember saying thank you for anything the guys did for us today? And Stephanie says, no, did you? And this is when it dawns on DJs. Like, I think the guys created this little game to teach us a lesson. And boy, did we need it. And Stephanie says, I think we owe him a couple thousand thank yous. And DJ starts when she go, she and Steph go over to the guys and just says, Hey, we really blew it today. You guys do so much. And you're... So Oh, God. Oh, I'm starting to get choked up. <laughs> oh, that music. That music cues in and my, my lump in my throat just just grows. And she says, you guys do so much and you're so wonderful. And sometimes we just expect you to be wonderful. And we forget to tell you how much we appreciate how wonderful you really are. And DJ says, what we're trying to say is you guys are really wonderful. And Stephanie says, and I just want to say thank you. Thanks. And she's Keeps going back into that, hey, pale, good going, and blah, 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 blah. And DJ again is like, Steph, I think they get it. Let's just hug them. And they go and hug them. You know what I just noticed? Where's Michelle? Is she down for a nap? What's going on here? She's still watching the top 10? No, that top 10 video thing is done. And we all live miserably ever after. <laughs> that was so depressing. Yeah. Can you imagine the girl still living here? No, not that, my hair. (laughs) Well, it doesn't have to happen that way. We can all learn something from that little story. Yeah, I'm gonna start being really nice to Kimmy Gibbler. Okay. (laughs) Uncle Jesse, Daddy, I thought we sent you two to your rooms. They snuck down without permission. Kiss up. I think it's time we had a little talk with you boys. Oh, great. First we're getting punished, now we're getting a lecture. You deserve a lecture after the way you behave today. We try and make you a nice lunch, and what do we get? Zippo. Not a thank you. Not a thanks. Not a hey, pal, good going. Not a way to go, chum. Not a muchas gracias, amigo. Not stop. They get it. <laughs> well, girls, let me ask you something. 
How does it feel not to get a thank you? Crummy. Well, just imagine how much crummier you would have felt if you had to wash our sweaters. Rush out for our film. Shared your caviar picnic. Drop everything to take us to the movies. Excuse us. Did you happen to say a thank you for any of the things they did for us today? No. Did you? No. So this game was to teach us a lesson. And you know what? We needed one. I think we owe him a couple thousand thank yous. <laughs> we really blew it today. You guys do so much, and you're so wonderful. And sometimes we just expect you to be wonderful, and we forget to tell you how much we appreciate how wonderful you are. What we're trying to say is, you guys are really wonderful. And I just want to say thank you. Thanks. Hey, pal, good going. Way to go, Jumbo. Just grab him. Just hug him. All right, so that was the episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. I had so much fun with this episode. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, I think, honestly... I think worst outfit for the episode is going to go to Dream Sequence Becky. It, that was atrocious with the, the flower sun hat, the <laughs> basketball booty, polyester pants. Uh, just mm, mm, no, 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 no. But I think that Jesse was just, he, he might get run, runner up for those jungle jammies, but that wig was, oh my god, that was the worst wig I've ever seen on anybody. I mean, DJ's best was originally going to get number one, but that's not even gonna, that's not even up for competition now, because Becky's just, and Jesse's jungle jammy leopard print pajamas just surpassed. I think best outfit, I'm just going to give it to Kimmy for her jean jacket and teal shirt underneath. I thought that was really good. I mean, yeah, some might say, oh, that's a little basic. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, it's pretty cool. So, Tanner Teachable moment for this episode, of course, is, look, your parents do a lot for you. They never, just, when someone does something nice for you, just say thank you. I always, I'm pretty sure I always made sure to say thank you when people did things for me. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could be misremembering a little bit, but I feel like I was pretty confident. Like, I always wanted to make sure that people knew that I appreciated it because I knew it's like, when they're like, you know, we don't have to do this for you. Or so you'd hear that a bit. Where maybe I sounded like I expected, I don't know. I don't know, but definitely isn't it. I'm always saying, you know, thank you. This means a lot to me that you're doing this. Even if it's the smallest thing, I always want to let people know. It's like, I appreciate it. I know you're busy. This really helps me out a lot. Just thank you, thank you. Because, you know, even as kids, I mean, you do kind of sometimes expect your parents to just do things for you because, you know, they're your parents. But a thank you goes a long way, definitely. 
So, yep, next week I will be covering the next episode in the Weird But Funny Dream Sequences, Season 7, Episode 15 of Full House, The Test, which aired January 11th, 1994. TJ stresses out overtaking the SATs despite her family's reassurances that it's just a test. So, all right. If you guys want to email the podcast, I would love to hear from you. Just go to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. And again, if you're enjoying the podcast, just jump on iTunes, leave a, a review. You know, all the five-star reviews it gets helps it get noticed by other Full House fans like yourself. So, all right, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully now that it's April, hopefully we're getting some better weather, warmer weather, and just, yeah, snow should be hopefully, I mean, I live in Texas, so we're not really getting snow. But anyway, everyone have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.